you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys being here. Who would we be without you? Nothing, actually. Uh, nothing. Uh, today, we uh, finally hit the mark. Uh, we are on our way to 1,500 episodes, and uh, we'll probably hit that in, uh, what, September, October, depending on how it goes. So 14 years, 1,500 episodes. What more do you people want from me, damn it? <laughs> two to three new episodes a weekday 10 to 15 a week please keep up and share share please share because the sharing is caring i'm begging you please go to itunes give us five star reviews over there go to goodreads.com for chess chris foss youtube.com for says chris foss linkedin.com for says chris foss today we had an amazing guest on the show and not only does he write really popular amazing novels and books people are just uh, enthralled with him he's got a great youtube channel if you want to learn to be a writer and get some good advice there too uh but he lives in a boggy swamp and if that doesn't tell you that we're going to talk about some interesting stuff you need to watch the show and uh this is his third returning time to the show so we're excited to have him he was here for his uh first books uh the last thing to burn and uh, first born and now for his current book the last one a novel that comes out august 8 2023 will dean joins us on the show today this book isn't even out till august 8th and already has 501 ratings so that tells you where it's going uh and it just kicks ass and he's a great writer people love him what can you say unlike me uh and my mom uh, she doesn't love me either. Uh, will Dean grew up in the East Midlands, living in nine different villages before the age of 18. After studying law at the LSE and worked many variety of jobs in London, he settled in rural Sweden with his wife. He built a wooden house in a boggy forest clearing, and it's from this space that he compulsively reads and writes. Welcome to the show, Will. How are you? Thank you, Chris. It's good to be with you again. Uh, yes. It's a pleasure. I'm really well. I'm good. It's good to have you as well. And I think I may have misquoted. I may, I may have said that you live in a swamp, not a boggy forest. Is there? Swamp is a good description. And I mean, where I'm, where I'm talking to you from right now, I can walk. I can trek in any direction for a full day. I'm still in the same forest. Holy we live in this. But yeah, by accident, we bought the swampiest part of it. So it's a proper boggy clearing right in the middle. So does it make for great writing? Uh, that's not for me to say. It may, it, <laughs> no, it's, it's a good does place to read. Write? Yeah, it's a good place to read and it's a good place to write. Um, there you go. And it's a good place to write books that are about isolation <laughs> and that are, <laughs> that are thrillers or suspense novels that kind of touch on a little bit of horror. Uh, don't tell my wife that. She'd probably want to move house. But yeah, it's, uh, I like it. It's very atmospheric living here. <laughs> Now I know your your uh, one book, the last thing to burn, was kind of based on a bit of isolation. Is this new book going to have some of those themes? 
In a way, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what the book is about just in a couple of words, if I can, because this is probably the first book I've ever written where I can describe it in a, yeah. in a sentence or two. So the last one is about a woman from the UK who's 50 years old. She runs a little coffee house. She's never been really on vacation. And she's got a new partner, Pete. They go on a cruise, on an ocean voyage, on the RMS Atlantica, this big ocean liner, very luxurious. Uh, the first night, they're there. They have a great time. They go out for dinner. They dance. They go on the deck. They go back to their cabin the next morning. She wakes up and he's not there by her side. Oh wow! She checks. She checks the balcony. He's not there. He's not in the bathroom. She walks out into the corridor. All the doors of the other cabins are wedged open and they're all unoccupied. She runs around the whole ship and she realizes she's steaming into the mid-Atlantic and she's the only person left on board. Holy crap! Yeah, and uh, exactly. there's no captain of the ship, I guess. Uh, obviously, and anyone running things. No, that's a terrifying thing. Like we're so used to being able to use our phone to get an answer or to go to someone in uniform and get some help, but there's no, there's nobody there in uniform. The ship is kind of sailing by itself, and she, uh -huh. she has nobody to give her any answers. Wow, that sounds like uh, most of my life—a ship that, without a crew. <laughs> uh, so this is interesting. Uh, give us uh, your .com too. Let's squeeze that in so people can find you on the interwebs and stuff. You can find me everywhere. You can find me on Twitter at Willardine. I'm on Instagram at Willardine. I'm on Facebook. And I'm on, like you said, I'm on YouTube, uh, Will Dean Forest Author. But that is not so much about my books. That's giving tips on how to find an agent, how to get a, uh, a book uh, turned into a film, that kind of thing. So it's, it's, that's more me trying to give back and, and help a little bit because I know how daunting it is when you're starting out especially if, if you've got no contacts. So, there you go. Uh, so she finds herself trapped in a white knuckled mystery and a terrifying journey. Is the boat running itself? Like basically it's just moving forward on its own and, and uh, you know, without a crew. <laughs> this is the kind of thing I can't really talk much about uh, oh, right. without giving spoilers, but it oh, okay. all is revealed pretty quickly. And then I don't know. Early readers have said it's very, very twisty. It's kind of the eight. It's kind of, and I didn't realize this when I was writing it, but I realize it now. It's kind of inspired by Alien. Ah. The idea ah. that you're on a ship all alone and something is, is targeting you and you cannot leave. You cannot get away from this thing. Wow. You're stuck yeah. on the ship, you know, uh, running around. You know, this is weird, man. I'm getting, getting goosebumps. I've wandered around the Titanic, or not the Titanic, Jesus Christ. Uh, what looks like the Titanic, the, uh, um, um, the Queen Mary. Lots, yeah. and I've spent hours in the Queen Mary photographing it, wandering around, and you know, there's there's a weird feeling again on that ship of of ghosts and beings or people that just kind of maybe walk those halls. You think about the sort of souls that walk through those halls, and and um, maybe cruised on the ship. I have a friend who actually came over on the Queen Mary with his parents when he was young, um, and uh, so yeah, it's you know, ships definitely can create that whole, you know that whole vibe of woo and it's they're so big and expansive and uh you know you can kind of yeah get, you get that you like you say ghostly you get that kind of mary celeste kind of vibe yeah like yeah. what the hell has happened to everybody yeah yeah how did you come across the idea for the premise of this so with all my book ideas i have it luckily i have an image that pops into my head roughly once a year when i need to deliver a book and uh <laughs> yeah and with this country. one I, it was it was 2020, early 2020, so COVID was just hitting. And I had this uh, vision as I was falling asleep one night of a, of a vast ocean liner, kind of like the Queen Mary II. 
and from a drone point of view flying following the ship and then flying through the ship in the big internal spaces the ballrooms the the big lobbies i saw there was nobody there and that was so disconcerting to see they're so crammed full of people normally it's yeah. weird to see them empty and then in the distance i saw a woman and she was running away and i was like what is she running away from and how did this happen yeah who hurt you man like why are you like this no i'm just kidding man. i'm just teasing no but it's this, this is a brilliant premise i mean i don't think anybody's ever done anything like this it's pretty awesome and so uh she's got to go through the adventures solve the mysteries uh figure it all out uh is she in danger during the time can you tell us that or not i know some things she's 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 definitely in danger oh um, yeah she's in she's in danger but also there's this there's this i think at least writing it i felt this tension that you know she cannot get answers and you have that travel anxiety that we all have you know when you leave your family behind you kind of worry that they're okay and they're going to be they're going to manage and she has that with her mom has has alzheimer's and she has a little business and she's worried about her sister running the business when she's away and then suddenly she's locked on the ship and she doesn't know if she'll ever get off the ship Wow. And then a lot of things happen that I can't talk about, but it's actually the themes of the book. It's a, a lot about like modern society and privacy and technology and, oh, really? and how, yeah, how like 20 years ago, we would, or 30 years ago, we would never have dreamt that we walk around with a phone with microphones all over it and, and cameras on both sides. And we give permissions to all of these apps constantly. And we, we accept terms and conditions that we never read. Mm. Like we, I would never have done that 30 years ago to read everything. And now I'm like, yep accept and it's so weird and so, so all of this is moving so fast so that's kind of what the book is about there you go yeah we never read any of the fine details and then we wonder we're like why are we stuck here uh so did i i suppose a lot of your isolated nature of of your uh, where your domicile is is uh you know that what we talked about earlier the being you know kind of alone and isolated so i imagine that contributed to the themes of the book given you're the only one on a well, technically, the only one on a ship, as far as we know. It does. I mean, the difference between me and Kaz Ripley, her name is Ripley as a kind of a hat tip to Alien. Uh, the difference between me and her is that she doesn't want to be alone, and I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love it here. Like, I, I have to travel a lot to go to book festivals and events all around the world. I fly out of here, like, every month or two. But I would rather not. Like I would love to have a year. A year here would be great, just in the woods. And so she wants to. She wants answers. Like I think there's a difference between doing something when you're in control of it, and then mm -hmm. the situation she's in, where she's not only out of control, mm -hmm. but without giving too much away, she's being controlled, and that's ah. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're anytime you're out of control, you you're a loss of power. Uh, you know, you you're at some the whim or will of someone else's thing. I remember your book. Um, uh, the uh, what was the prior one? I just said it earlier. Let me see if I can get my firstborn. Firstborn. There's firstborn, and that was your first one, right? The last thing to burn was the first. Oh, the last the thing to burn yeah. was the first. Yeah, I remember the last one. The last one to burn. Um, the last thing to burn, uh, wow. I mean, that was just shocking. The stuff you had, <laughs> they kept you on pins and needles and, and the premise of it was just, oh, hey, vey. uh, it was, it was quite the premise. And, and from the very first, uh, on both your books, from the very first reading, the first paragraph and first page, you're, you're gripped by them. You're just sucked right in and you're just like, I've got to turn the next page and find out what the hell's going on here. And so I imagine the last one is like that. 
I hope so. I mean, that's what I love to read. I love to read something where I'm completely immersed in a new world. And I'm, like you said, you know, if, if there's a kind of uh, energy about the writing, that's what I love mm -hmm. to read. Something where I'm pulled through the narrative. I want to get to the end. I want to find out what's happened. There's something quite satisfying about suspense novels if they're, if they're well done, I think, because you're kind of solving a puzzle as you go along. And as humans, we're pretty basic. We like to solve a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that gets into it, man. So, uh, what about the? Uh, can you tell us about the character, maybe a little bit? What type of person is she? Uh, Why did you choose her? Was there any influences outside that made you choose her character and build it the way you did? So, I don't really. I tend not to kind of write a CV for a character like a lot of writers mm. do. I, mm. I I saw her on the ship, and I knew she was around fifty years old. Mm. And then I just, I just kind of spend six months visualizing the key scenes of the book and trying to see her and seeing mm. what kind of person she is. But as with all my main characters, I don't really know what they look like because I see the world through their eyes. Oh, really? So I knew, yeah, I knew she had this complicated family. I knew that her mom was uh, kind of barely recognized her anymore. And that's mm. something we, a lot of us live with. And it's kind mm. of tough to, to go through. And her sister is a recovering addict. So that's also tough because she's not really sure if she's going to be okay there with all this stress and strain once she realizes that Kaz is on the ship alone. And wow. then also they have this they have this layer of shame around the family because the her dad, her late father, was a gambling addict. And he stole some money and he stole it from a veterans charity. Oh, and wow. the shame of that just hangs over the family. And it's shame is a difficult thing to deal with, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, this should be interesting. <laughs> All the stuff that goes into it. Uh, anything else you can you want to tease out uh, about the book? I mean, I can I can tell you that when I when I had the idea in the middle of the night, I wrote a note on my phone. I tried not to wake up my wife. I wrote a note on my phone, and it basically said, "The Shining at Sea." Ah, there you go. That is effectively what, what it is. If you imagine the Overlook Hotel, but it's floating and there's nothing <laughs> around it. <laughs> You know, at least you can try and escape the Overlook Hotel. I, don't know, I think they tried to in the snowstorm. But, uh, yeah, what a terrifying movie. I just saw some stuff on Stanley Kubrick and how they built those scenes and, and set the tone. But it sounds like it'd make a great movie, too. Yeah. yeah. It's funny you should say that. The last 10 days and probably the next week, I'm in constant calls and in meeting in-person meetings with with movie people and TV people about adapting this one, which is really exciting and, and weird to be talking to so many different people. It's nice. There you go. Well, hopefully so. Yeah. I think it would make an awesome movie. I mean, I don't know if I go see it cause I, I shining scared the hell out of me. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, there you go. I mean, it would be, it would be fun to watch. Can't, too bad you can't get Jack Nicholson to play any characters in it. Um, he's kind of gotten, Oh, old. you know, weirdly, it was weird. You should say that you're the first person who's mentioned that, he would be amazing in one of the roles. Oh, wouldn't he? Yeah. 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 Wow. He would be the, he would be the best actually. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he does crazy. Like few people do crazy, crazy, mad, whatever you want to put it. Uh, but yeah, sadly he's gotten old. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I had to, I had to give up, uh, I had to give up, uh, acting in movies too. Cause it was just getting too old for the camera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh so how's everything going on, on the uh, boggy land there you got moose how, how close are you to any sort of uh life uh you know 7-elevens mcdonald's that sort of thing it's not that far out because it's sweden is really big compared to the mm -hmm. uk but it's not big compared to the us and canada and alaska so 
it's like 40 minutes to the local store oh there you go this is a small store and mm. then uh but that's it i mean there's there's nothing around like we eat out restaurant wise like once a year oh wow that's all and it's terrible and it's really expensive <laughs> it's like it's better for us to fly to spain <laughs> or <laughs> really to eat to eat out and it's probably cheaper than in oh. sweden sweet i love sweden a bit and i'm a swedish citizen now but it, the restaurants are really expensive there's no eating out culture here really especially oh, really? in the rural areas yeah the most you do is grab a hot dog at the gas station and even that's expensive <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. kill you. Those those things. That thing's been sitting in there for like uh, here in America. Yeah. We leave them in there for like a day or two before they take them out. So, uh, but sometimes they're better that way. You know, it depends on how hungover you are. Uh, Maybe, but we 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 tend to cook a lot over campfires. I've got a nine year old son. Do you really? He's spending most of the summer sleeping in a tent on his own in the forest, like just around the corner. So he's already, he's already yeah. turning a teenager and is rejecting you basically at nine. <laughs> he is turning into a teenager, but no, it's more that I don't know. He likes he likes his, his he likes sleeping under the stars. So there you that's go. quite cool. Yeah, it's beautiful to sleep under the stars. I remember being a Boy Scout and going out, and we go up in the Uintas, and there's no there's no lights of cities, so you can actually see the stars, you know, and all their glory in the Galaxy Way and the Big Dipper, and uh, yeah, I miss that sort of feeling. But that that I I guess that really contributes to uh, your writing and stuff. You couldn't write probably in the middle of New York with all the horns beeping and the sirens. I think I could. I th weirdly, I think I could because I I write in a small room with the blind pulled. I have my desk facing a wall and I wear earplugs, so I think I could write anywhere now. There but I go. think I would. I like to live here, but I think I could write a book anywhere. Yeah. There you go. So uh, maybe you should set up a commune out there in the in the woods i don't know yeah except, whole except I'm, a, I'm a i'm a hermit and i want to get away from people so <laughs> absolutely not i've had a lot of writer friends saying can we come over and and just like stay in one of your huts and i'm like no i want to be on my own like no sorry sorry <laughs> <laughs> the nice thing about going over to other people's place is you can choose when you want to leave yeah. if they come over to your place then you're like you have to start getting them hints like Hey, um, you got? Do you have some place you got to go, man? Like, uh, you've been here for an hour. That's true. The good thing about this place is nobody can find it. It's not on any of the maps. It's not on GPS. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. So the well, Google car hasn't come by yet. Wow. No, nobody. Well, that'll be good. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, while you're in Sweden, didn't Sweden just join NATO? Or they're working on? Yes, NATO we're kind of doing it now. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully, you know, if the Russians come through there, they won't. They won't find you or something. I think they would probably pass us by and we probably wouldn't even find out about it. <laughs> That's good. Just, yeah. just throw rocks them as they go by. Uh, so, Will, it's been fun to have you. Anything else we want to tease out or talk about before we go? No, man, that's it. That's I'm just very excited for people to read the last one starting next week. Like you said, a lot of early readers <laughs> enjoyed it, which is amazing. I'm shocked. Yeah. And I, guess the, I guess the ARC readers, they've already posted uh, yeah. the advanced uh, copy the ARC. Advanced reader copy. Yeah, advanced yeah. Reader copy, they, yeah. They've already put a 501 ratings. You're like hitting the ground going, man. You know what awesome else it song. is? It's these amazing people like book talkers on TikTok. And that kind oh, really? Of, they, they've got behind it, and I'm very grateful to them. Yeah, it's nice to nice We're trying to, to figure out TikTok and put stuff over there. We put we put a few of our things on. We gotta, I guess we'll look, go look at what those book talkers are doing because whatever we're not doing right, you know, and we're kind of an intelligent smart format and there's kind of the dual screen and i don't know it doesn't play well i suppose or i don't know i'm old man i'm an old bearded dude who looks like ernest hemingway uh <laughs> you know 
If people on TikTok look at me and they're like, boomer, whatever, Gen Xer. Uh, so anyway, it's been wonderful to see you again, Will. Uh, I mean, it, oh, let's uh, tease this out. Anything you're working on new that's uh, going to be coming out soon? I'm working on uh, something I can't talk about, actually, at all. Sure. I can't mention the title. I can't mention what it's about, but it's scaring the, the hell out of me. I'm writing it. I wrote the first draft in June in five weeks, June, July, and the last 10 days of writing the first draft, I could not sleep, and I'm a good sleeper. And I was so uncomfortable about this book and tense that I stopped being able to sleep. Wow. You scare yeah. yourself awake. There you bit. go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Will, give me your dot coms, wherever you want people to find you on the interwebs, please. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Will Ardeen, Instagram at Will Ardeen, and like we talked about the YouTube channel, if you're interested in in writing, if you're interested in forest life, if you're interested in getting an agent or making a living out of writing, then uh, maybe it'll be useful. There you go. And and it's good for writing and stuff and uh, in, in some of the different aspects that are on there and very popular as well. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Will. We really appreciate it. And good to see you again, friend. Good to see you again. Thank you. There you go. I'm go I might come try and visit you someday if you let me. I don't know. It would <laughs> But I'll, I promise well, only stay for like welcome. 15 minutes. You know, just That's perfect. 15 I just want to see your ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, so, folks, order up the uh, book wherever fine books are sold. You can go to Amazon or wherever. Uh, the last one, a novel, is out August 8th. 2023 by will dean it's probably going to be a bestseller the way it's looking with these ratings man uh so pre-order the book now while you can or find it wherever fine books are sold thanks man it's for tuning in be good to each other stay safe and we'll see you guys next time now that should have us out will <laughs>